Blog Talk Radio. Angeles, California. Welcome to the Paranormal and the Sacred Radio Show with your host, Shaw McCain. Hello, everybody. I'm your host, Shaw McCain. I'd like to welcome listeners to the Paranormal and the Sacred Radio Show. My show is created to provide an open-minded platform that welcomes the gifted and extraordinary thinkers from every walk of life and circumstance. Please follow the Paranormal and the Sacred on Facebook for upcoming events and special speakers from around the world. We're very proud to say we're translating to many different languages for our listeners outside the country. The call-in number tonight is 619-924-9744, and the Paranormal and the Sacred airs every Friday night, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And during this show, I can take questions in order in chat, or you may call in with your questions and speak with our special guest tonight. I just want to remind you, any buzz killers and chatter on the phone will be kicked out, and I will call you and bug you if you bug me, so don't bug me. Anyway, let's make this a nice, polite, calm place to visit. Anyway, I want to make a few announcements as we get our special guests on tonight. And uh, I just want to let you know that our artist and author, Joan Hangartner, is having a special angel art exhibit of all her artwork. And I'm going to read her little uh, page here. It says, Angel Art Gallery Exhibit of Angels and Earth Messengers Being Sent by the Divine by Oracle artist Joan of Angels during the Tucson Gem Show, which would be interesting in itself. And her artwork is very lively and fun, and you're going to love it. So anyway, if you're going to be in Tucson, go to the Gem Show, and it's going to be during the weeks of February 1st to the 14th. And she will actually do your readings and stuff there because she's also a healer and a reader. And she said that's by appointment only. So anyway, take a break from the Gem Show and experience art and uh, heals, downloads of sacred information, supports, and inspires encourages you to be your best self and have a reading. Remember your purpose and destiny. Anyway, then I want to tell you about a good friend of mine, Marilyn South. She's Captain Robert South's wife, and I love her very much. And she's a, a healer and artist and uh, a creator of this love's blessing. And it's a little calm mist. She said that there's over 26 essential oils in it. She says a blessing over and it comes with meditation and things like that. Anyway, and she's a wonderful person anyway, and if you want to get a hold of her and talk to her, if you need a counselor or help of any kind or healer, go to www.lovesblessing.com. I want to tell you a little bit about a support group that I go to. It's called CRO, and CRO International is an organization that supports UFO experiencers and gathers together experts from around the world for presentations and also uh, Yvonne Smith is a licensed hypnotherapist, and she works in the north of Los Angeles area, and she also has a Huntington Beach office. And if you want to get a hold of her for help for PTSD, if you feel like you've been abducted or have any stress-related issues, she's a, a licensed hypnotherapist. Go to her, www.cerointernational.com, and go to that page and leave her a message. And then I got my Texas cousins, 
That's Chris and Tracy Simpson, and they do Texas Ghost Tour, and uh, they're out in Galveston. And uh, Chris and Tracy are awesome people, and they're salt of the earth, and they also like to hunt ghosts and things like that. So if you want to get a hold of them, go to www.texas-ghost-tours.com, and their phone number is 713-562-0429. That's Chris and Tracy Simpson, my real-life cousins. Anyway, so that's enough of the announcements. Now, I have uh, two people waiting to come on that are amazing people. Uh, they're in the band Snoo, and uh, they're musicians, and the front man, Curtis Don Vito, happens to be a good friend of mine for many, many, many years. And uh, he has a, a psychic and clairvoyant, and he's a very gifted on top of it. And he spent his entire life communicating with spirits and guides and from other dimensions. And uh, we have had many, many hours of conversations, between six and eight hours, because I never get run out of things to talk about with him. Anyway, Curtis will uh, share his experiences, insights, because we're talking about the Illuminati tonight. And uh, it's an organization that actually is vying for control over the world. And uh, he'll be talking that and sharing that with his bandmate of SNU, Kelly McGee. And Kelly McGee is a lifelong musician and former golf teaching pro, and most importantly, a guy who actually threw away his TV set for good in 2005. I don't know how he did it, but I admire him for it. And he does reading, and he's been studying a lot about the world power matrix and their manipulations via alternative media. In the middle, uh, he's been studying this two hours a day since 2005, and he's an expert on it. And uh, I'm going to get them on the show now so we can begin our discussion. I want to welcome Chris. I want to welcome you to the Paranormal Sacred. You're live. Charlene. Hi, what you Good doing? Hi, I miss you. I know, I miss you too. My God, uh-huh. it's really great to have you on, and uh, I really appreciate you coming on and discussing this topic tonight. Now I'm going to get Kelly on so I can get him in here right away. Hi, yeah. Kelly, your love with the paranormal and the sacred. Welcome. Hi, Charlene. Hi, it's good. nice to meet you, Kelly. And you as well. Curtis has and... told me great things about you, oh, and great. I'm sure they're all true. Yeah, they're probably true. <laughs> yeah, anyway, they're they are. So I don't know uh, anyway, uh, yeah, because the story, the sto- the truth is weirder than fiction. I'll tell you that. <laughs> that's the topic of tonight's show. Let me tell you. Yeah, that's the truth. That most people aren't really too willing to swallow. That pill you know is called the truth. The truth, you know, um, actually, um, you know, I was doing some research for tonight's show, and what I found is a lot of missing uh, links on the Internet, things that send you in other pages, and there's a joke at the end, and people really avoiding talking about the Illuminati. And I thought it was so odd because I was doing page after page of this baloney that – it, it was kind of mysterious to me. I was thinking, why are people taking this so lightly? You know, and uh, I really couldn't find, wow. I found some stuff on Wiki, but I couldn't find anybody like blogging about it to any degree that wasn't like either canceled or, or changed or it'd be a dead page with a weird message at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, you're going to find a lot of misdirection out there. But actually, there's a surprising number of, of people who are coming forward. Is particularly on YouTube. You're, there's a lot of videos these days, and there's, there's a lot of celebrities coming forward to talk about, you know, uh, 
you know, like Dave Chappelle, you know. I mean, I'm sitting here and do a lot of name drops, but he's a guy who's well known for, you know, saying, that's it, I'm done. And he's Poor had Dave a lot Chappelle. To, he's had a lot to say about those who were handling his career. You know, and uh, well, tell there, us about what happened to him. Industry insiders coming forward, talking about the Illuminati and things that they were asked to do and things they were forced to do, and, and they're done and they won't expose it. So there's there's actually information to be had. Jim Carrey too went yeah, on that uh, talk show, and I can't remember which one. I think it was John Stewart. They came out, they introduced him, and he went, you know, right in front of the camera and started doing the Illuminati triangle thing over his mouth, and people weren't sure if he was joking about it or if he was letting on, you know, to what he really kind of knew. It was interesting. They didn't really know what to make of it. Yeah. You know, and well, because Jim Carrey himself, Jim Carrey is a very intelligent guy. I saw him give a commencement speech to some college graduates. They picked him as their commencement speaker. I cried because he was so intelligent and had a very thoughtful thing, and he put on a whole dramatic show, which was fabulous. But I guess he's on to anti-Illuminati because he's thinking for himself. Yeah. He is, and I think it's great that you have this show, Charlene, that, you know, you, you know, take this upon yourself to do this because you're passionate about it. And we're seeing more and more of this all around the world on all different levels, blogs, uh, internet radio, independent videos it's exciting to see and i hope you become so popular with this that the the illuminati comes after you you know that's <laughs> uh, that is not right <laughs> i have i already have aliens after me what do i want the illuminati after me this is, this is getting horrible well if you can handle the aliens i'm sure the illuminati will be no big deal <laughs> okay all right yeah they can't be any worse than them but exactly it's uh <laughs> So why don't you give us a little background. Kelly, why don't we start with you? Why don't you tell us a little bit about where you grew up and uh, your influences growing up and, uh, and about your history, your past? My my influences growing up were really based around, you know, media and television and sports and sporting events and, and things like that. I played uh, high school baseball. I played uh, uh uh, I played college baseball, and you know, so I was always glued to a television set. And uh, so, for me to ultimately get rid of my television set, that was a difficult thing for someone like me to do. I was a card-carrying member of all the things that we'll just call them they for now were selling. And as I be, as I after I threw away my television set and started reading into these, you know, I had to read. I couldn't sit down in front of a, a machine and have it just give all this information. I had to dig and dig and dig, and it challenged every fiber of, of the core of my existence. And there was a struggle, a good six months to a year, but I kept reading and I kept digesting this. And, uh, it, you know, it got to the point to where I, I, I realized that somebody here is lying. You know, you read a news story that you, you hear over here in the, in the, from the mainstream stream media, you check alternative news sources on the internet, and you're seeing stories that are just diametrically opposed. And so I came to the conclusion that, yeah, somebody here is lying, and maybe they all do to a certain degree, but I, but I think uh, even the mainstream media here in the United States is 
does quite a bit of it. So, right. I ended up playing with, okay. uh, joining up with Curtis, and you know, when when we started playing music together, all the discussions we had on the phone were about music, but they they somehow mysteriously evolved into these discussions about they and the cabal. So we have different, you know, tonight we're talking about the Illuminati. Uh, some people call it the, that, or they call it the Freemasons or the cabal or the globalists or the the power matrix, whatever. Curtis has a good name for it. What did you decide you wanted to call it tonight, Curtis? <laughs> tonight? Yes. Mm-hmm. What did I say? Well, you said it's a crime <laughs> network. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Well, yeah, we talked about wow. that. Yeah, we talked about that before. Yeah, I mean, if, if Really, let's call them what what they are. Okay, they actually like to be called the Illuminati. It's it's, it's that's an ancient label, and they re, they actually like it. It's really what they are as a crime syndicate. Yeah, we can go in tonight. Uh, you know all the tentacles of it, and the origins of it, and all of that. But really, what it comes down to is their crime syndicate. And their tentacles reach into the corporations into the mainstream media politics and particularly where I where I thrive is in finance money manipulations uh world dominance of the US dollar all these things we're seeing you know I I I have come to the conclusion that a lot of these conflicts that are happening in the Middle East have nothing to do with the war on terror but they have mm. more more to do with the circulation of the U.S. dollar or some form of fiat currency. Uh, you look at, even here in America and politically, you look at Republicans and Democrats, they're diametrically opposed on, on almost every issue, yet they, they, they all sing out of the same hymn book regarding fiat currency, fractional banking, and Mideast policy. And so I see That's us... That's strange because... Uh, excuse me, I... That's strange because I was going to ask you about uh, just that, but um, I'm going to have uh, uh, Curtis uh, give us his history, and then we're going to go open up for yep. the full conversation, okay? Awesome. So, Curtis, can you tell us about your, you know, growing up and your influences and what got you, which got you uh, to where you are today? Well, it's, 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 we we could take an hour talking about that. I mean, <laughs> what do you want to know? Yeah, I mean, you, you gave me quite a build-up on your on your web page there. Yeah. <laughs> go and thank you for that uh, banner. I love that. Thanks. You're quite yeah. an artist. Okay, go ahead. Well, we just want to know where you grew up, what happened, what it was like. Well, I mean, growing up, I mean, yeah, I've been speaking to, uh, you know, people who weren't material my whole life. You know, so... Uh, when I was real young, I thought I was just talking to God. But as, as you know, I went on, I began to realize more than one voice. So I've been speaking to, you know, multiple entities, angels, guides, whatever you want to call them, you know. And, you know, and then, of course, I had, you know, my various alien experiences. And that took me into, you know, familiar, familiar territory for you. Yeah. And so That's how I've we had, met, really. Yeah. I've gotten information that that you don't get from school and you know i really didn't know any better growing up since it's been with me my whole life uh, i just assumed it was cool and that you know it didn't take too long to figure out that other people didn't uh, experience what i have but 
they, you know, yeah, I rolled with it. It was just, don't talk about those things. <laughs> I right. do until way, way later. You know, but I, I've I've always been uh, an artist, and then later I got into music, and that's my my great passion, and that's what I spend most of my time doing. So what else you want so, to know? So, um, you know, basically I want to know everything about you. But anyway, let's go on to our discussion. And uh, now, this is what I was thinking. This is what I was thinking when Kelly was talking about uh, the Middle East and things. Uh, this is, was one of the questions I asked, actually wrote down. What do you, do you think that the Illuminati have anything to do with the ISIS situation? Well, it, once again, this this is hard to to say the Illuminati. You know, I think we need to dispel that that whole mysticism based around that word. I mean, it immediately makes people uneasy, or they, or they have visions of you know something grandiose and and mystical and uh, magical. And yes, they engage in the occult quite a bit. They also you know, there's also uh, an alien connection. Uh, many of you know the, the power structure was not set up by human beings, earthlings, so to speak. A lot, most of it comes from off world. Or actually, if you really want to go deep, there's <laughs> pardon the pun below the surface of the earth. There's an entire world. There are catacombs in the earth that support large cities of of ancient races of, of beings who've been here for thousands, if not millions, of years. And th- these are the ones that, back in let's say you know Greek times, the the gods. Well, is actually they lived below the planet. They presented themselves as gods. Those myths are not myth, just myths. Those beings existed. And these are the, all the origins of the Illuminati. Because oh, this sounds a lot like uh, what the Native peoples talk about, because they're far yes. more acceptant about the star people, you know, uh, yeah. people that fell to Earth yep. and their dolphins and all kinds of different uh, things. And uh, yes. it sounds like they acknowledge these uh, under-Earth beings and beings from the sky a lot more yeah. than we do. We're, we're kind of, somebody is trying to keep us like two-dimensional for some reason. Well, of course, because that, that's how you maintain the control over the population. And you, you hide the truth. And, you know, of course, many of these beings, you know, they presented themselves as gods to early man because it was the easiest way for them to pass along information and not have them follow them down to where they live. Now, you may find it difficult to accept that there are actually beings who live below the surface. It's not a hollow earth. There's a great hollow earth theory. It's more like a honeycomb. Um, and they've been living here for, as I understand it, millions of years. Because the earth has gone through so many cataclysms, it was safer to go below the surface. And they've been there hmm. ever since. Now, many of these beings look just like you and me. Others still look human, but they, they have slight differences, you know. And then there are those who look nothing like us. You know, reptilians and people, uh, you know, who look uh, like they evolved from dinosaurs. 
There's one group up there, the raptoids. They look like raptors. Those are the ones I want to see. Very intelligent. You see that for a few million years, they might have developed into an intelligence that's, you know, along the lines of us and probably even smarter. Now, this is where you get the stories of the devil with the horns and the wings and, and hell is below and it's a fiery place. Well, it's because it actually exists. And these beings look like some of those old depictions of the devil. So this gets us into a whole different territory. But right. if you want to talk about the origins of the Illuminati, you got to go way back. And we yeah, have to all have be... To- yeah. that the history of kind is more varied than we ever thought and the myths of uh, our history is they're not just stories yeah you well, have I all have the go ahead Kelly yeah the, what did you say Kelly yeah the you know he was mentioning about the devil and things like that and you know I, the Illuminati began with Pretty much under the it was under the direction of Jesuit priests, and they they came up with five men. And the reason they chose five was it, it represented the five points of the pentagram. Uh, these people were very immersed in mystical and Eastern mental disciplines, and, and the whole idea was to eventually get to where there was one world government, one religious ethic and basically centralized control of economic systems. Brings up a good point with the the five men who originated this thing. We don't know who their names are, but apparently there were five of them, and they did represent the five points of the pentagram. How about that? Well, it makes sense because the symbology is everywhere, and we see it every day if we look at our, our money. It's been with us, you know, the symbology is on buildings, and if people look at the dollar, and they look at that pyramid in the eyeball, and they go back to that Freemason thing that you were talking right. about. Yeah. Yes. Symbology is very powerful in this, you know, in the Illuminati, whatever the official Illuminati line may be. It, uh, symbology is very important. It's a, they use occult practices where these symbols come into play. And, and of course, there's there's reasons for this. It's not just something to look at. It all ties into sacred geometry, which are the building blocks for everything in existence. It's not a mathematical formula. It's it's a geometric formula. So we're not talking about just. Uh like a bunch of poor people getting together and coming up with all this stuff. We're talking about the elite and the powerful and the rich coming up with a way yeah. to organize everybody else and control. Well, yeah, but it it, it goes back really to the, those beings who described, told surface dwellers they were gods, and then they began to coerce various groups and they began to develop hybrid civilizations because there are certain barriers that can't be crossed unless you're actually uh, you know uh, a denizen of this planet you're a human being so yeah there's a lot of ground to cover here my god Um, the Illuminati is 
today something that's evolved over a long period of time. And again, this is why I call them a crime syndicate, because what exists today is more a criminal organization than anything else. And and as you see it in, in the whole political system with the, the breakdown of all regulations, now you've got five corporations who control all of media. And media is the greatest weapon in, in, in their arsenal. Through television and radio and, and all these things, they could tell you what to think and what to believe. And it's very effective. It is. They define societal norms, among other things. But it is very powerful. It's almost it's no different than advertising. You know, we 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 live in this society where we grow up and we, we, we go to school. And some people call it education. Some others call it indoctrination, whatever you want to call it. They finish school and then there's continued education. And the continued education is through radio, television, movies, mm-hmm. magazines, newspapers. They're all reminders of, of, the, of, of the same things, that it's, it's okay, debt is, debt is fine. Uh, I, I, I heard an interview with, with a, an educator that they, they were confronting and they said, what, what is the, what's the deal with this? These kids are coming out of college with hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. Is there a problem with this? And, and he says, no, no, we, we feel it's, it's good that students get used to the idea at an early age of having debt. <laughs> it's a, and, and, he just, and he kept a straight face as he answered the question. That's terrible. You know, it's terrible that I know teachers that have been working 10 years and they're still paying back their student loans. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's it's a very, you know, controlled system that's designed to end up in one place with one corporation controlling everything and the rest of it's in debt. And like Chris said, you know, there's five corporations that system control about 90% of the media and if they really are constructing our reality we would probably catch on to it but it's difficult for the average person to do that because there's so many varieties it's important that if you're going to try to manipulate the way people think is that you give them choices you know you some of these corporations uh, some some of these conglomerates that own the media may maybe have 500 subsidiaries where they just slightly vary the message, so it gives everybody the impression that they have choices and that and that, that they're free. And yet the message, the core message of of all of these, is basically the same. Yeah. They can flavor it a little bit differently, but it's very clever, and you have to give them credit for it. Well, you got to give them a lot of credit. It's, it's it's a brilliant system and it's been working, but it's breaking down now. It's really breaking yeah. down. Yes, people are becoming I mean, more and more aware. I, you know, when I threw yeah. away my TV set, I, I I read these comments and stories on Yahoo and people that were understood the things we understood. Those those types of comments were in a way way minority. Now you're seeing a, really, I think, a huge awakening, and I think they're even trying to control the the comments where they're being exposed, they're even shutting off comments now on certain stories because they know everybody's aware. Yeah, that's what I'm noticing is that there's sort of, you can see once in a while, 
Um, I wouldn't even have noticed this if I wasn't looking at it directly and going from site to site. They're shutting down, and, like, they're starting a good story, right? Somebody said something yeah. very interesting. And all of a sudden, they're shutting down. I'm going, what? Like, it's it's weird. It's it getting out of hand, yeah. Feeling. Yeah, it gave me a really weird feeling. I felt uh, that I think what they're counting on is our detachment from what's going on. They're counting on... Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna quit this page. I mean, this doesn't exist anymore, and oh, this is over. It's like drugging people. It's like drugging people with uh, uh, not only disinformation, but with um, I know it's just formulating in my brain. It's like uh, telling what people what to believe, rather yeah, than that's figuring that's out. But it's ramping up now more than ever before. They're they're sort of you know they're, they're panicking right now, and so they this is why they they've closed that, and you've got five corporations that handle all, all of media now, and you know they, they buy and sell every politician pretty much uh, because they're basically panicking panicking because there's a breakdown of the. Control over all things. We're, we're moving into a time now where we're actually changing. The Earth is is going through great changes right now. The entire solar system is, and this is science fact. That, yeah, uh, I think there's there's definitely yeah. in all of us. Well, guess what? It's happening on every planet in our solar system. This is well known and has been documented in the media. We talks about it. Our solar system is moving through a part of space. Our solar system, all of them, are constantly moving. Nothing is static. And we're actually moving into a part of space uh, that is highly energetic. It's affecting the sun, and you can see that. It's being uh, documented this fall. All the planets are warming, and we're going through what is a shift. And it's going to be a digital shift. I've even seen reports from from astronomers that talk about this dimensional shift in scientific terms, and what is what is happening is that it's it's altering our DNA. One thing, I've even seen medical reports about that, and that uh, human DNA is vastly different now than it was even let's see, years. Our DNA is changing as we speak. Well, they're actually well, able to manipulate it too. You know, more uh, now that they have. Well, there have uh, been genetic experiments, and we know all about this. You know, right? Uh, those experiments and uh, genetically modified and all that. Or they, see, that, they've them been... trying to engineer a stop to this change. <laughs> People don't realize this, but they're they're trying to stop it. They're losing this battle. Yeah, they, and, and one of the ways they might be trying to stop it is through GMO. Yes. Monsanto. Yes. Look, and at I, and I, that, look, look at the things we consume. Yes. And look at all the drugs in the market, all the diseases we have now, and there's a cure for this, and oh, just take that. And uh, I got news for everybody. I, I'm sorry to say this, but your cell phone is also a big part of the problem. Mm-mm. Okay. These, all these cell phone towers, 
and the Wi-Fi and all of that. Well, these radio waves are having an effect on us. It's dumbing us down. It's creating cancers. It's creating all sorts of maladies. And they're suppressing those reports. It's well known. I mean, even if you look into your, your iPhone document, it talks about the risk of cancer. It's in the fine print, but it's talks about well, that's easy. you're not supposed that's to pull easy. your iPhone more than an inch away from your head. But who does that? Because it's in the fine print. People don't even know. That's easy for you to say as you sit at your house speaking to us on a landline. Yeah. Yeah, but now you got us worried. That's what yeah. I was thinking. I, I'm sorry. It is very worrying, and it's become so permeated through all of society, and it, nobody even has a landline anymore. It's crazy. I'm getting one. This is all part of the design. <laughs> I'm going to get one Monday. I, I swear to God, I'm going to get a landline. <laughs> you know, I don't mean to scare anybody, and I don't want to sound like I'm in a panic, because I'm not. We're all going to be okay. I'm not worried about that. Don't you worry I may not, about I may not be able to hear anything either. I'll down a little bit more. <laughs> I may not be able to hear anything anybody says. Huh? People are constantly on cell phones. They can't yeah. get away from it. Always in their hand. They're always scrolling through things that don't even matter, but they can't. They're addicted to it. You know, they're constantly. I am. I'm adi- I am addicted to my cell phone. I am. What are you doing? You're not really doing anything, but you can't put your cell phone down. I can't. There's times that's I can't. <laughs> oh, that's not right. Anyway, he put it down once in a while. He's not watching TV. I'm watching yeah. the TV, though. Yeah. Give me some credit here. No TV. Uh, yeah, I don't know well, if I can do that. I'm not that brave. <laughs> Plus, I have to follow, you know, the whole new X-Files series. Well, yeah. Hey, I watch television, too. But I, I probably watch television a little bit differently than, than most people. Um, hmm. One thing, as as an artist, designer, video editor, you know, I, I look for ideas. So I'm constantly looking, how do they do that? And it's like, oh, that's really cool. You know, but I also I also monitor what messages they're putting out. And I say, oh, I can see what you're saying to me here. Yeah, bet you everybody's missing that. Oh, look at that symbol. But look at all the movies and everything we get now. It, it's all everything's demonic and evil. And you you've got children's shows where, you know, <laughs> this little kid's best friend is a demon. Right? Now, there's a, there's a new series on Fox called Lucifer, where Lucifer's the good guy. He's solving crimes. <laughs> He's you know, done with that. It's a little more sinister than it used to be. Like you call, you know, the the uh, they had always had films and stories about the devil, and uh, he was always in a suit, yeah. and you know what I mean. It was a little different than this one. For some reason, I cannot watch the current. Uh, uh, show about the devil. It's just a little bit too close to the truth, and I don't, I don't want to watch it. Yeah, and it's it's all over, and all the movies and everything. And there's a reason for this. Okay, there is. Um, how should I put this? Basically, in their charter, <laughs> they have to tell you what they're going to do before they do it. Yes. They have to. Okay, this it's a rule. It's a bylaw. This is one of the rules, and they've been doing it for a very long time. I mean, you can go back to even before you go back to the Titanic. Before the Titanic sank, 
okay? Oh. Several years before that, I think it was 1898, a novel came out mm-hmm. uh, called The Wreck of the Titan. Right. In this novel, it explains the entire Titanic incident verbatim. And, you know, even the Titanic is an interesting story, too, where you had <clears throat> quite a few of the people that were on the actual boat that sunk were the people that were opposing the Federal Reserve Act of 1913. Yeah, the Federal Reserve, well, we're going to have to get into that one. But yes, the Titanic, you know, this glorious, unsinkable ship. And what did they do? And they invited all the elites, all the richest, most powerful people to come on board and take the maiden voyage. And many of them did. But as we recently found out, so many of those people were opposed to the Federal Reserve System, which they had been trying to implement for quite some time. And And I might add, the the Federal Reserve, when it was passed, had a 100-year charter, which expired in the year 2013. We haven't heard anybody even say a word about it. No. It expired in 2013? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, do you want okay, to discuss the reserve? Yeah, but since well, before we go into there, uh, let's discuss the you know that ship and that um, this was back during those years that was the Skull and Bone Society developing during that time. Um, I yeah, I believe so. I don't have the exact. Year the year, yeah, established uh, offhand, but yeah, it's, because it, I, mean, I mean, there are many different factions. I mean, you can't point yeah. to one and say that oh, this is the reason why that happened. We're followed by that. Uh, things are, are, you know, again, there's many tentacles. So yes, many of those members are part of what you could call the Illuminati. And there's many coincidences that seem to take place throughout history regarding financial matters and the Federal Reserve and who's going to print the money. Uh, I don't know if you or your listeners know this, but the Federal Reserve basically is a third party that prints the money for our country. And they uh, they print the money and there's interest and there's debt attached to it, which is unnecessary. And there's been uh, several several people through history that have that have tried to print their own money. Uh, the first, you know, Abraham Lincoln printed the greenback. Uh, he had a war uh, going on. And he, he needed some money, and he was approached. They said, "Well, we'll be happy to loan you some money at 36% interest." And he said, "No, I think I'll pass. I think I'll print my own money." A short time later, he was dead. You had, mm. uh, of course, back in World War II, uh, when the whole world who had bought into this Federal Reserve type of system, uh, well, the whole world was either in a, a, a bad recession or a depression. There were two countries whose economies were soaring through the roof, and what they did was they printed their own money. They went outside the banking cartel. They went outside the IMF, and they said, no, we don't want you to print our money anymore. We're going to print our own money, so there's no interest or debt attached to it. And those two countries uh, were Japan and Germany. And they, they both those countries were taught quite a lesson. Uh, 
uh, as are, you know, Germany went from being the poorest nation in Europe to the richest in three short years after implementing this policy. <laughs> Japan was doing well too. Uh, another interesting coincidence was J JFK. He printed up $4 billion in debt-free currency in the early, well, about six months before he died. And he had actually, it was debt-free. He shut down the, the outsourcing of the printing of the money and he wound up dead too. They never repealed the law that he passed. I think it was called 11-11-10 was the actual number of it. Never repealed. They pulled all the money out of circulation and nobody ever said a word about it again. You had uh, Gaddafi printed up the African dinar. You know, he was a friend of the United States. He was a NATO member. Uh, we, we told him to give up all his weapons and that we'd take care of them. We were his friend and uh, he, he just got a little sideways there at the end, and he said, I don't want to take any more U.S. dollars for this oil. I want these African dinars. You pay me in the African dinars. And we see what happened to him. Saddam Hussein tried to print his own money. We see what happened to him. Pattern, are these coincidences? No. No. Yeah. I mean, yeah. every time one of these, these world leaders or these countries get demonized, uh, you dig a little bit deeper and you find out that they're trying to get away from the system and they will have to that. If we were to go to Syria or Iran right now and, and ask their bank for a loan, we would get the loan and there would be no interest. It would be an interest-free loan. Well, that's not good for the world powers. They, they want to have a bank, one of their own banks in there where they can charge interest. Yeah. So well, we bombed Iraq Back to the Stone Ages, we did the same thing to Libya, and we, we claimed that we were bringing them, quote, democracy, and that's fine. That's okay if we want to bring democracy. I, I get that. But I don't know why having a central bank has something to do with democracy, why all of a sudden the currency <laughs> must change. Uh, <clears throat> these are important factors to, to take a look at when you see what's going on in the Mideast. Syria does not have a central bank. There's only four or five countries left that don't have a central bank, and they're the ones that our press demonizes. Syria, Iran, Russia, China, North Korea. Now, is okay, this a coincidence? how many people are doing this, Kelly? Like, how many, how many people do you think are doing this? It sounds to me like an incredibly small number are actually <laughs> controlling a lot of the thing. Oh, uh, yeah. How many? You're asking the wrong people for that. I mean... Yeah, there, I don't think there's any way we could tell how many. I don't, I don't know anybody who knows that exact number. I mean, it's, well, it's follow, follow the money. Quiet. They don't want you to know. Let's follow the money. <laughs> well, to me, I mean, follow, follow the money. You're going to find out who has everything. Who has everything? Well, well I think it, if you really want to know, it's, it's basically corporations. You know, corporations are the, are the super. On this earth, right? Corporations so, are just—they're you know, they're a front for what's happening behind the scenes, which leads us back to our topic. If you want to call Illuminati, but uh, I say they're more of a crime syndicate. Yeah, and you have this. Curtis says we're going through a shift, going through a different part of the galaxy, and we do have people awakening. There is a—there seems to be a lot of people waking up to what's happening, and. Uh, yeah, even even now, do you think we could have had this discussion 20 years ago? No. 
No. Well, it's because of the breakdown of, of their control matrix that we well, get breaking down. You have BRICS, the BRICS Bank, which is an acronym BRICS, B-R-I-C-S, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, have decided to start their own world bank. They've decided to start their own world bank, and they're going to go head-to-head against the the World Bank or the IMF, whatever you want to call it. They're going to be offering loans at much better rates and... Most of the world is is on board with this. It's beyond critical mass. I think there's 167 countries that have signed on with this, and they're excited about it. Even those that are NATO members uh, that are part of the Euro, which would be a total conflict of interest. If you're in Europe, you know, you trade in Euros, you take Euro-type loans, and Germany wants out, Italy wants out, France wants out. There's a shift happening. So on, on all what levels. about when it's it's what about China right now? That's it's actually there was a a big blow that they have lost. I think between thirty five and forty five percent of their profits recently. I would say that I was just having a discussion with someone about that the other day. I think you have to remember we outsourced most of our production to China. And we've been paying paying them with credit cards, and you know the corporations did that because they wanted cheap labor. It was cheaper to make it over there and ship it over here. But we've been paying them. We've been running up quite a tab, and I think the tab has gotten too high. And I think it's it's not so much that, that there's no need for Chinese production. I think the Chinese have cut it off. The Chinese are now starting to demand gold for payment. They, they don't want to receive payments in U.S. dollars either. Uh, the the U.S. dollar uh, is it's interesting. We haven't reported, according to Ben Fulford, we haven't reported any losses since what was it, Curtis? March of last year on the I books. Think so. I think so. so. We're, we're cooking the books to a certain degree and making it appears that the dollar is a little bit stronger. And you know, I don't know if really the dollar is going to crash. The dollar may, may rise. There's so much manipulation going on for us uh, right now, meddling with other countries' currencies. It's not so much that the dollar is rising; it's that we're doing things to dwindle the competition to the dollar. Right, let me that let means. me stop you before you go on any more with saying we. <laughs> okay? Yeah. okay. Stop saying we. We've had this you're discussion, right. you and I, many times. Yes, you're right, Chief. Do we say we or do we say they? Because I'm not involved in any of this. You're not involved in any of this. This isn't we. And I think we all need Sorry to get used to Sorry about that, Chief. Yeah, I think we all need to get used <laughs> He's to just saying the collective we. It's not we. It's <laughs> Maybe we should call that to this show, Don't Get Me Started. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can go for days. Uh, you know that is true because I do get lumped in sometimes with something that I'm talking about, and I start getting irritated. I said, "No, I haven't done that. You know, no, you're and right. I'm not right. doing that." Right. So I get, I get it, I get it. I mean, we're all used to, you know, we we talk about certain policies or, or what's happening, you know, with the U.S. and we say we. Hey, I'm not involved. You're not involved. 
damn near all your listeners aren't involved in any of these decisions. And most of them we really, you know, don't want to have happen in the first place. So how can we say we? Stop saying we. Yeah, and let's, but let's, let's also say this as a disclaimer. I don't hate America. I love America. I don't like oh, the direction we're going. I don't know why we're America's doing this. Amazing, we, yes, we don't America's have any reason to be doing place. these things. This is the problem yes. I have with it. Yeah. We, the, the There's no reason. Are amazing. It's it's what yeah. you know. Those who've Americans are amazing. Those who are making the decisions for us. Those ones who are the problem. It's not you and me. So I'm not going to say we when they make a decision that I disagree with. No, you're right. No, I, I agree. But a lot of people hear me get talking and they they come to the conclusion that I hate America. I don't. I love America. And it it uh, it hurts to see these things happening and. These things that I talk about, they're not, you know, I'm not making these things up. I remember four years ago I was telling people that, you know, they were saying there's an Arab Spring going on over there. Wow, in Syria there's an Arab Spring. And I kept saying, look, it's it's not an Arab Spring. We rented a bunch of thugs to go over there and start sh- stirring things <laughs> up and, and shooting. And, and, and they all thought I was crazy. And here four years later we just find out the, 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 the entire – Political system has admitted that that's basically what we did. We funded these these people, yeah. and you know why? Yes, I don't know. I really don't know. Okay, so when that's really the only question I have. I found it mysterious. Okay, I found it mysterious back in the. Okay. Well, back in the Reagan administration, when he was talking about the Sandinistas, like just letting it roll off his lips, I was going, why is he talking about the Sandinistas? You know what I mean? It would shock me. I would think, why is he even saying that word? Um, I, I guess just to prepare us for him sending weapons over there. I didn't get what was going on the whole full picture. But I just thought it was weird that he felt like they were the freedom fighters and it reminded him of the Cowboys, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> you're going to see a lot more of this. Look for this. You're, you're probably going to see it soon in okay. Saudi Arabia and uh, some other places over there. Um, this is the, the best way. And even South America. You might see some of this start happening in Argentina, places like that where they're, they do kind of resist the financial tyranny is, is really the only way I can explain it. Yeah. Yes. yes. Look, a, a debt-based economy doesn't work. It only works, it goes in one direction. And it's in the favor of the banks and all those who hold the money. I mean, what is it? Money isn't backed by anything. It's it's backed by debt. Do you know how and the financial the, uh, system, do you know how the debt-based system works? The, the reserve system? Charlene, do you have any? No, clue I don't. How that works? Tell me. Okay. Tell me because well, I don't do all that. You have I a, just put. Okay, when it comes to a, a debt-based economy, what you have basically let's let's make it real simple. Let's say we're starting from from scratch, right? And there's no money in existence whatsoever, and uh, you've got a government like our government, or you've got a person, or let's just say you. You need some way to get the goods and services that you need, okay? And so this idea might exist. It's like, yeah, I can use some money to help me get what I need. So you've got a bank that says, okay, 
I'm going to print $50, and you can use that to go buy the things you need. Great. Awesome. I'll take it. Okay, but it's a loan. Um, well, yeah, I'll pay it, give it back to you, I guess. I don't know how I'm going to do that since only $50 exists, but no, no, you'll be able to. And then there's interest on top of that. Okay, so I'm going to give you $50, and then there's going to, let's say, it's 12% interest, so you're going to have to give me back 56 Well, only $50 exists in the first place, so where are you going to come up with the other 6 It doesn't even exist. <laughs> right? Oh, don't worry. Because we're going to start doing this for other people, too. And we'll give your neighbor $50, okay? And then you can get this extra $6 from him, right? That's, so that's a pretty low-interest loan, though, Chris. I think it would be more like 80 And then, you, you, yeah, but, you know, and so they start doing this everywhere, right? So you've got all this money that exists, and then all this money that has to be paid to them that doesn't even exist. And there's way less circulation. People, and you can get it from them. But then the interest that's owed is basically money that doesn't exist. And this is why, you know, the, well, the it goes debt, beyond even that. debt keeps going up because it's the only way to keep money in the system. But there's never enough money to pay. That's what people realize. There's not enough money to pay back because it doesn't exist in the first place. It can't, yeah, money, it can't be paid back mathematically. Money, yeah. The money doesn't, it's not worth anything. It's not backed by gold. It's not backed by any commodities. It's just money. And they don't print up enough to pay you back, so they print up more, and it keeps the system going, which is why the, you know, the national debt will always go up, because that's how you keep it going. You just print up more. And you see the whole thing is a farce. If there's not enough money to ever pay it back, then what's going to happen? <laughs> Eventually, the whole thing is going to break down under its own weight, which is where we're at now. Right? Yeah, banks banks can loan out here in the United States nine times the cash that they have on hand. So for every $100, they can loan out 900 Well, where does the other 800 come from? A couple of yeah. clicks on and the every computer. Time they, That's and how every they time just they, electronically they create money. it. Yeah, every time but, they make a loan, enough they cash. get to print up another amount to also cover their, their own asses, right? If they give up, me 50 bucks, they also get to print up 50 bucks for themselves to loan out well, to somebody else, right? That's the basic rule is, is nine times the amount of cash they have in hand. But back when we had the banking debacle in 07 and 08, it was, we found out one of the banks, I think it was, I don't want to, one of them had, was loaning out 332 times the amount of cash they had. Now, that's a far cry from nine times. Yeah. No, it, it's gone way, wow. way, way out of control. You know, you know that's why I don't. I just put money. I keep it simple. I put money in the bank, and then my car blows up, and then it goes all out of the bank. So I get my car fixed, and then it's really simple. And I think uh, I'm kind of going to keep it like that because I don't have a bunch of debt, and I don't have a bunch of stuff like that. And I've done it intentionally. Well, we're 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 led to believe by our media the the US media that we we are exceptional and that we're the richest nation on the earth well we, we one thing we do have is we have the ability to print an indefinite amount of money whatever we want to do we we can print it up if we need it however 
you know, we're, we're also told on the same hand that countries like Iran and Russia are broke and they're poor and their economies are terrible. But let's, let's take a look at the ledger here. Our country is at least $20 trillion, some people say as high as $80 trillion in debt, and the, the other two countries, Iran and Russia, they, they basically have no debt. So who's the richer nation? I, and and how, can they, how can they actually flip that to, to where we actually buy into this? That's the power of the media. Yeah, yes. we should be concerned about our independence and if we could support ourselves and each person operate uh, together, uh, but uh, individually. You know, still keep your own head, but, you know, we would, uh, I don't know, go back to, well, when people are talking to me about this, like we're talking amongst ourselves, I said, you know, eventually if this whole system fails, we're just going to have to go back to the barter system. It'll work. Yeah, well, I mean, that was the whole idea behind money anyway, an easy way to barter with exactly. other people. Because maybe, you you know, maybe you you grow, I don't know, carrots, but you want to get something from some guy who doesn't want carrots. Okay, so now what do I do? Well, I just came up with this idea. It's like, well, yeah, that makes it, it levels the playing field. Now we can all trade with, with one another and with ease. There's one word that Curtis and I noticed that we've been reading a lot and finding a lot in a lot of stories that are about money, and we keep hearing the term being being thrown around, financial reset, financial hmm. reset. They're not saying the dollar's going to crash or that it's going to rise and explode or whatever. They're, they're just saying there, that there's probably going to be some type of, quote, financial reset. <laughs> so that's it, what it's very interesting. That you have this fiat currency, well, fractional they... bank. Yeah, ahead, I mean, sorry. they take it all back to zero because the, the debt's risen yeah. so high that it can't go any higher. So we're going to roll everything back and you know, start at square well, one. So, again. Well, that's the that's the question then. Is this BRICS Bank Alliance spearheaded by China and Russia, is this good triumphing over evil or is this New World Order 2.0? We don't know yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we don't that's, know. That's something to really worry about because when I, okay, when they first started allowing, now you guys got to give me some insight on this. When they started allowing foreign foreign countries to own land here in America, I, I don't understand why that was allowed, cause, but I do remember when the change happened. Cause that used to be not, they're not able to do that, but now you can buy uh, uh an Arab that is very wealthy can buy, let's say, buy out Walgreens. Yes. I remember when they couldn't do that. Or am I just imagining this? Is this part of the Illuminati plot to make me forget? Well, as you mentioned in the beginning of the show, they're they're looking to tear down systems and break down borders and uh, disturb cultures and identities, and this is you know, one one of the many ways it can be done. It, it doesn't matter how they do it as long as they do it. So yeah, they, we're all pieces on a chessboard for them. You know, mm-hmm. they they don't care about national borders. It, it's easier for them to just look at the world as one entity, and we're going to control the whole damn thing. And the sooner they erase them, the better in their eyes. Yeah. So yeah, that's been the been the end game, is to be you know, in control of. Everything. Right. And they're well on their way. They're only four or five countries away from having, you know, a centralized bank in every single country on the planet. There's only a few more pieces to move financially. So it's interesting to see how 
Russia and China at this stage are challenging that with this BRICS Bank Alliance. I'm, I, it, they, they went live. I think they're going live in May, but they're they're already giving out some loans right now, and it's it's going to be fascinating to see. Is that what all this tension is about? Who knows? I don't know. I had a dream about a long time ago that I just remembered, and I I do have it written in one of my diaries somewhere, but. I had a dream of this man standing at a podium, and in front of him was the world. He could see it on all these different panels. This is way before the flat screens or anything like that. And the name of this place was One World Bank. Wow. I know. It was it was very traumatic when I dreamt it. I went, plus, with all those panels on the walls, you know? And uh, and it was shocking to me. And then I'm talking 40 years ago I had this dream. And then it, it way just this maybe uh, about thirty a couple years ago, I had another dream that every house would have a flat black screen in it. You know, the world would be watching TV on that. And I wow. told my mother, I said, you know, someday we're gonna all have a computer on our house and we're gonna have a flat black screen to watch TV on. And she looked at me like I was crazy because she her she was first generation here from Greece, you know. So she's looking at me like, yeah, right. I said, I'm telling you, Mom, every house is going to have one. And that was so long ago. And to, to now to think we all, you know, we're just yeah. getting rid of our old school TV. Like, okay, so I have an office. I'm, I'm over at, in Eaglewood um, at this office. And in my office is one of those little TVs. You remember the little TVs that had AM, FM radio and TV with it? And it was really portable. Yeah. Yeah. Don't tell me you forgot. <laughs> I entered the toilet now. <laughs> no, I remember. Anyway. I'm using one right now. So people you know, now, the yeah. No, I'm just so kidding. like, okay, okay, because they don't work because you have to have a digital something uh, converter. Anyway, right. so now my clients are coming in and say they start staring at my TV, right? I'm going right. like, what are you staring at? And they said, you know, I, he said, I think my grandma has one. Wow. And I'm looking uh. at it. I'm looking at it because they are coming in real young, so it would be 19 to 20, 22, 23. And I'm looking at them and looking at that TV and thinking that they're actually seeing this TV a totally different way than I am. They haven't well, seen sure. them before. No, because they're used to living in a world that was the dream you had. Yeah. There's also many that, there's also many, in fact, our, one of our guitar players in our band that did insist that right now these flat screens people are looking in them and watching us you know i I don't discount what he says he might be right no he might be right because i actually started putting a postie on the camera part of my uh, computer and uh i've never felt like this in my whole life to think people are watching but i have interviewed people military people that say that they accidentally overheard somebody in the room, discussing him, and they were yeah. military, and they were discussing him. He said he didn't know where they were in the room, but then his then he left. His mother was there. Her mother overheard them over here. They overheard the discussion about them. You know, and it's freaky. It's like I don't know if it comes through our machines, so they can plant something to listen. This is not just paranoia. No, I mean, it's people, possible. They can literally no. watch you. Hey, we're not trying to <clears throat> There's something we're, going we're on because, to... okay, one of my other clients told me something. Now, he's long gone, and nobody's going to find out who this is. But anyway, he said he borrowed his sister's computer, right? 
And then he went on some site he wasn't supposed to be on, right? They captured a picture of him and posted it right to his face. They wow. took a picture of him and blackmailed him and paying them some money. And it worked because he, he said, I'm in custody. They find out that um, I was doing this. And he said I had to pay it because they wouldn't let go of the, the computer. They put his face mm-hmm. on there. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's true. All, all these devices are two-way. Anything yeah. that's got uh, a microphone, two-way. everything that's got, you know, a camera, it goes two ways. And it, you know, Edward Snowden divulged that's a big secret. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, though, we're, we're not trying to scare the heck out of everybody out there listening. There's There's things that we do and there's powers that we have that can counter this. And yes. That's some of the stuff that Curtis and I talk about, too. And uh, we have a lot more power than we think we do. We do. Yes, yes we have way more power we than anyone We're very anyone powerful. This is what on. I was thinking, you guys. This is what I was thinking, really. I was thinking this yesterday. I was thinking, okay, so we, we could pick up a phone, call somebody. We can get on the Internet and be in China in a second. But our ESP is even faster than that. And there's no there's yeah. no machinery. There's nothing, and it travels instantaneously. Yes. Yes. So we got something on everything that's mechanical. But it's yes. instantaneous, yes. there's, there's well, no mistakes. There's issues and problems with the world, but uh, there's solutions, too. And it's about remaining positive and not letting this. I think a lot of this is they want to create fear, and they want the negativity, and they want everybody fighting amongst themselves. and. As long as we're fighting amongst ourselves and arguing, you know, Republicans versus Democrats and races versus races, it takes our focus off who, who's, who are the ones that are pulling the strings and stirring the pot. And, we again, we do have a tremendous amount of power. Yes, even even more so than anybody would believe. Yes. Okay. Well, like, like you said, ESP, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we're, we're a more powerful beings... And we've been led to believe, okay? There's a reason why so many of us respond to, you know, all, all the comic book superheroes, right? We we all have been responding to that forever, so ever yes. since we were kids. We, somehow, we know deep inside of us that we are more powerful than we think, and we're led to believe. We are superheroes. We have these abilities. They haven't been awakened in us quite yet, although there are some of us who do have psychic powers. And, and there, in fact, there are more people on the planet right now having psychic intuition than ever before. Yes, and I, I do and that, think and that's that, because we are, okay. we're in the midst of a great evolution right now. Exactly, exactly, Chris. That's just what I was thinking because the, the evolution change you're talking about, let's say, Everything crashes, and we gotta we gotta resort to helping each other and taking care of ourselves without outside yeah. help. I think that ESP is gonna come in, in handy again, like it used to be. Yeah, well, you know, we, we we've had the the wool pulled over our eyes, and we've been taught yeah. that we're helpless, and we it, it, that starts in school, and and you know we grow up with this notion that you know uh, there's an elite that controls everything, and I'm just a person, and what what can I do? Okay. We can change a lot. The, we can help the, a lot. The whole the whole system has been you know brought up around, and you know we talk about things like aliens, and some people don't believe it, but uh, other people do, and 
you and I certainly have a great no. deal of insight there. <laughs> no? Yeah, we know. Yeah, we know. Yeah. And and so we t- we talk about these things, and it's like, oh, they're going to come and invade. Well, why haven't they invaded? Why haven't they come and taken over? Why haven't these, you know, they, this this Illuminati, this New World Order, why hasn't that happened yet? What they don't they don't have the technology? Why have World they, War Three? They, they keep trying hard to push World War Three, and it yeah. hasn't kicked off why, yet. Yeah. Why hasn't it happened? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, because we I have mean, Charlie, we have you, a you will I, not to have it happen. Well, well yes, we, but than that even, like. Okay. Um, Charlene, you and I have had a discussion about this. I think you met somebody who uh, uh, they've they've actually pushed the button before. They've tried to set up nuclear weapons, and yeah. it doesn't work. It doesn't no. work. They push the button, and it just doesn't work. Well, you know, no. and that's documented. That, that, well, it's Captain Robert Salas. He had the a Minuteman missile in the Montana missile range. Uh, UFOs came over and they were they showed up on the uh, um, radar, and he was 60 feet below in a pod. And he mm-hmm. said that he looked around. He hadn't told he hadn't really told anybody before he came on the show that this is what really happened. He said he kept getting all these phone calls from 60 feet above them telling him, "Well, now they're in the pruner. Now they're coming over here." Now and he said, "Okay." He said there were little five little red ships, and uh, that sounds kind of weird, but that's what he said. But um, Captain Solace, of course, he was he was down below, and they have to stay down there three days because of the nuclear issue, right? It's nuclear missiles. Anyway, yeah. he said suddenly he turned around and he looked at his panel. He said they're going to shut off my nukes, and as soon as he said it, they did. They shut off his nuclear missile, which is no shut off yeah. switch. Yeah, he, wow. they killed right. it. They killed it because they wanted to. Yeah. So he began gathering data. There's many more. There were so many. I think there was like, he he said, I think 34 missiles all over the world were shut off. But they don't make a a big deal out of that because, you know, people didn't want to report it. But but he had very high security clearance. So he just went and asked for the paperwork, and that's why he has it. Yeah. You know, he never lied one yeah. time. He never he never let them uh, scare him or anything else. And uh, they just leave him alone because he's always been upright and honest. So, you know, he doesn't have anything well, to hide. Well, that's it. You can't, we can't buy into the fear. Uh, we can't right. curl up into yeah. the fetal position. We, we can't feed into that. We just need to speak up. And we don't have to be hateful when we speak up. Just speak from our hearts. Uh, we have, you know, do a show like Char does. Do something mm-hmm. with alternative media. Curtis and I have a couple of fans of our band. They have a, a great show. It's called Hard Rockology. Chris and uh, Matt. They're yeah. totally into awesome. it. They're passionate about it. You know, and just like we are about our band, and like you are about your show, Shar. You know, that's that's what the types of things that we can do. Those, those are that's the way we can change things. Yeah, that's and, why. That's and, how. You know, I started from no because because uh, Curtis, weren't you shocked when I started this? I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know I was going to do it. Until I did oh, it. Oh, yeah. I thought it was weird. I encourage you to go ahead with it because you've got something yes. to say. And it needs to be said. Everybody sad. does, yeah. Everybody yeah. does. Everybody does. Everybody's fascinating, interesting. And, yeah. you know, except for I could not stand to listen to Rush Limbaugh. But other than that, a lot of people are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's all, all part the, of the control. Um, 
to, yeah. to keep people in fear. We we have to realize that, you know, fear has been controlling us, and fear is, is yes. part of the system that controls us, and we need to get away. And you, the last thing you want to do is fight fire with fire, okay? You, you don't hmm. combat hate with more hate. You don't, you know, yes. comp- it's just, it's, you know, war uh, with, with another war. You, okay, the, you have to do the opposite. Okay, they're they're basically there are two two emotions, and only two. We have a wide spectrum, but they can all be put into one of two categories. There's love, and there's fear. Mm-hmm. If you really think about it, you can f- figure out which emotion belongs in which category. And the only way to combat fear was with love. It's the only way to combat it. It extinguishes it. It's like pouring water on a flame. It will go out. So what we see, I like this because there's fewer emotions than media conglomerates. I like this. I like the sound of this. Yeah, Yeah, it's pretty good, (laughs) and it'll work too. And it's hard to manipulate that. We have a very broad spectrum of emotions. In fact, as I understand it, us human beings have the broadest range of emotions of, of any beings in the universe. Um, but you can still be brought down to one or two categories, and you don't combat fear with anything except love. It puts it out. You know, you're absolutely right because there's so much overwhelming power in being fearless and having love that um, I think that's how the spiritual beings come in too. We have it in us, but also the spiritual beings will use it to help us. I think that's how they're yes. coming in. Yes. And, you know, getting back to, you know, control and all that and why haven't they invaded? Why hasn't the, the New World Order happened? Well, it's because we have to go along with it. That's the thing they don't want you to know is that they cannot just come in and manipulate us and say, okay, you're going to do this. We have to agree. There's, 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 there are cosmic laws. And one of them is that we have to agree to these things. And until we do, they can't just come marching in, which is why it hasn't happened. If you don't believe that, just ask yourself why it hasn't happened yet. Because the vast majority of us have not agreed to go along with that program. And isn't it amazing that the vast majority has not agreed to go along with this with all of the odds stacked against us of our initial education, yeah. our continuing education, the barrage of this propaganda, yet still this fire yeah, within the human along. spirit still exists. It will not be extinguished. And we, we, we can still, mm-hmm. a few of us, and it's contagious. If, if a few of us say, no, I don't buy into that, it, it is contagious. It certainly it is. It is because, you know, hope. Um, just having that spark of hope has been made many people get up out of a ditch and go start a whole new life and uh, change everything. Well, think yeah, of yeah. Nelson Mandela and his power and all and all he was was sitting in prison praying. Mm-hmm. And he yes, was so powerful they locked him up for years and years and years. Well, many yeah. many are able to pick up their beds and walk again. Yes, mm-hmm. that's a beautiful thing. It is when it, because when it, uh, whenever you combat fear with love, you, you, it wins over. It extinguishes the fear. Uh, 
You mentioned Russian law and all these people. I'm sorry. (laughs) I know because I'm telling you that that there is a repulsive uh, thing that's going on. Some people think it's great. And And other people think like, oh, my God, this is torture. Yeah, you know, they rally people and they get them angry and everything. Well, it's easy to to rally people with anger if they're fearful. When When you live in fear, people get angry. And if you got somebody up there with a bullhorn saying, let's go get them, well, then they go, yeah. (laughs) But see, it's all part of fear. Fear is the greatest control weapon. Right. You know, in fact, fact, there there are beings out there in the universe, off-world beings who are very involved in our business, who feed off of fear. It's actually a power source for them. See, there's a You're saying that about the, the only thing that exists, The only thing that exists anywhere is frequency. It's all frequency. You know, anything you see as a solid object, you know, even a physicist will tell you that there's more empty space there than there is anything else. Well, it's frequency. And fear is a frequency. And they use that frequency. There are actual beings out there in the universe who feed off that frequency. So they're constantly trying to generate that just to feed themselves. And then it's also a great weapon of control. So you keep people in fear, and you keep getting them to go along with your program to a point. Because if it worked all the way, then we would already be living in, you know, a system like, you know, George Orwell, 1984. Yes, right. That, that was another, you know, bit of fiction that was revealing their plan. Yeah, maybe, all... you should have maybe named that book 2084, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Or they'll write another one and uh, because things are getting odd, all, odder all the time. And, you know, we'll start – we're seeing phenomena now, but I think at some point we're going to start actually other people really seeing phenomena. And we're going to just uh, – how they go, I, I don't know. I hope they, you know – uh, stay strong and keep an open mind and be curious and not just follow it because it's a shining star yeah. somewhere. You know, that's my uh, concern is that because it's shiny and bright, maybe people fall it off a cliff. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry, but, you know, I have to keep myself oh. under check all the time. And that's why, let's say, too many people are, are very, uh, let's say, focused on that one thing. And then I will actually start looking around, like, what's what's around this? Like, why is everybody looking at all this? And because there's always something on the side that nobody's noticing, maybe like a puppeteer or mm-hmm. something. Sorry. Mm-hmm. But it's true because somebody's manipulating stuff all the time. But there are genuine, real experiences. and But that seems to be the ones that they're, they want to shut up. Let's say... The uh, let's say the mystics or the uh, people having real deal experiences are actually mm. shut down quite fast. But if you throw some fake stuff up there, people follow it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the control matrix, and yes, yes, people are witnessing phenomenon all now. the time. People witness all sorts a... of bizarre phenomena, and and it. it they they sort they're afraid to talk about it, or when they do, they get laughed at. And but you got to trust yourself. 
Yes. The last thing you want to do is trust the media. You certainly don't want to trust the news. Stories are made right. up all the time, but we know this. I, I know this. I, I've witnessed news stories that were completely false. I went, wait a minute. Now I know it's true. Plus, plus we see, they even tell us in movies and TV shows where they talk about, you know, oh, we're going to plant the story so we can draw out the bad guy. Hey, they just told you they plant fake stories. So guess yeah, what? They, they, we don't know which changing. ones are which ones aren't, but we know they do it. Things are shifting so dramatically right now that with grassroots alternative media that they actually have a terminology, a, a name that they use for some of the it? things that they they call it astroturf because you have grassroots oh. and then you have astroturf. Astroturf is the fake story that's planted to discount the legitimate grassroots movement or to minimize it or to make fun of it or to call them quacks or conspiracy theorists, whatever. They're actually have a, they're they're actually pulling out the stops to to stop what's happening, which shows that the things we're doing is gaining momentum, and it's, so it's 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 a good sign. I, I, you know, I don't blame them for doing this, but I think it's it's funny that they call it astroturf. <laughs> yeah. It is because it appears to be one thing, and it's really uh, correct front and a fake. It's really really fake. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So it's perfect term for it. And it's turn, so that's so why you, you have to follow. So how would somebody uh, like prepare themselves and cultivate uh, discern discernment about this? Because you have to be able to sift out the the that's truth the thing. from it's the lies. It becomes very lie. very confusing. Yeah. It does. What you have to do is use your own intuition. Does it feel right? Then accept it. Go with it. See where it leads you. Follow your heart. Oh, your heart. Just turn away. Don't don't let anybody convince you that it's true. Look, there's there's no such thing as truth in the first place. They're all agreements. There's no such thing as a fact. It's just an agreement. Yeah, just because seventy percent of the people, just because seventy percent of the people agree on something, it doesn't necessarily mean it's true. Exactly. Everything is just an agreement. You, you can't you can't point to anything any any fact today. Well, at some point, go well. Yeah, we had that wrong. <laughs> you know, because things constantly shift and change and evolve, and so nothing you know a fact would would be held by most of us as something that never changes. It's just a fact. Well, then why do facts keep changing? It's because they're agreements. So what are you agreeing to? You know, yeah, really, like our history you... books. It is concerning. Well, of but course. If, if the someone... written by the winners, right? Everybody knows that. If someone is searching for the truth like we are, there's only two mistakes you can make. Number one, not starting, and number two, not finishing. Right. <laughs> well, that's true because, uh, you know, you can have your own thesis for living, but what I do is, like, I have ideas and stuff like that, and I'll write them down and stuff, but you do have to check it against somebody. You know that maybe you trust, you know, because I I believe in fact checking checking because sometimes we can, you know, be wrong about something. Even if our gut tells yes. us something, I realize sometimes your gut is wrong. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then, no, that's well, why you have to. Your gut, your I think sometimes is it is. Your sometimes you got to be wrong. Okay. Uh oh. That's the opposite of my theory because I always believed in the gut thing, and then it went to I have to think about this more. Yeah. Trust your gut. 
Unless you're in Vegas. Trust your heart. Guess what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really concerned about some of the 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 gut trusting going on because sometimes we're wrong because uh, we have the wants to kick in where your gut is. Well, yeah, the key is when you're wrong, you, you just admit it and you move on. And, you know, there's yeah. many people that, yeah. that hurt themselves by, by they're so afraid to say, well, you know, maybe I am wrong. Maybe I need to rethink this. You know, there's a lot of, I'm not a Republican or a Democrat or a Libertarian. I'm, I'm none of them. And there's some that are very staunch and I, and I do respect them. I do. I think they might be misguided, but you have to respect their 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 interest and their work ethic and the fact that they will go home and park themselves in front of the television set and become informed. It would just be so amazing if they would just let the guard down a little bit and read some of these other other stories, the other side of the story. That's all yeah. you have to do. You really can't yeah. know the truth unless you've heard both sides of the story. Otherwise, you're prejudging, right? And we none of us want to be prejudiced. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This is difficult you, because I've never felt more different than my my Republican friends I, that are voting for a certain person. You know, I yeah. I've never felt more different from them because I don't know what the hell they're doing or why they're picking that person who's just a loud mouth to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's well, the political system is is turned into a sham and. You know, just trust trust your heart more than anything else. Yeah, that'll never that'll never get you in the time. wrong direction. It may be difficult to make a decision: do I go left, do I go right? But trust your heart about what really matters. And look for the signs. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. Well, but you it, know, because we're all looking for signs. We all want a sign to tell us this is right or this well, is yeah. wrong. Too. Okay, talking about signs, let's go to how the Freemasonry masonry works in with all this. Because I think this all started out as Freemasons, didn't it? The well, Illuminati a Freemasons? People, a, lot of, a lot of people believe that the whole thing is run by Freemasons, and they call it the Freemasons. They don't call it the Illuminati. So, you know, it might be just a different name for the for the same entity um yeah i think yeah i would say that they have some involvement in, in some of this stuff if you look at the levels and the steps that are involved in freemasons and freemasonry you read some of the stories of people who have made it to the final step not many get there and there's some just google it there's some horrifying stories of, of the rituals uh i've I read stories of people that have said that they've, they've been to these final rituals where they were former presidents of the United States there, and they were in the same room with mm-hmm. these people, uh, people that in the end defected, and they said, I can't do this. I don't know if they're true or not. It's interesting to read. Um, they did provide quite a bit of detail. Uh, that If I was to go with my gut, you know, I'd say, well, maybe, maybe. Um, stranger things have certainly happened, but a lot of people really believe the Freemasons are, are running at all. Well, because this is a very tight community that has always been secretive, and um, I know the Freemasons have been well-respected, and they seem to be stable in one hand, and people that go to it have uh, secret rituals, but it sounds clear like a religion. But on the other hand, um, 
there's something with it that has to do with um, um, when the Illuminati, and we're talking about things that are are evil, really. It's almost like that movie Eyes Wide Shut, you know, that was really horrifying to me, and I, I felt like there was some truth to it. It was about Hollywood really being run by evil uh, people. And who would have thought Hollywood ever could have come up with a movie like that? I know. Like that. You know, I think when you when you get into these different names, Freemasons, Illuminati, globalists, the one percent, you know, I think you know, it's different just different names really for the same thing. You know, Curtis and I like to call it the cabal. Uh Curtis and I love to drink coffee. Uh I, uh, you know, we don't like to go to Starbucks because we think it's it's a, a member of the cabal. You know, it's one of these big corporate things. And so there are times where in moments of weakness or I'm in a hurry, uh, I'll bring Curtis a cup of Starbucks. And I say, I'll ask him, I'll say, would you like a cup of cabal fee? And <laughs> <laughs> so do you drink We're it? not sure. There might be some additional ingredients in there that are softening us for some of these propaganda messages we hear on TV. What do you think of that, Curtis? Curtis. Uh-oh. We lost Curtis. Uh, he's, he's there. Oh, Curtis. Hello? Curtis, you you there, there he is. Wow. Am I back? Okay. Yeah, yes. I got cut well, they're off. Asking you, no, you, somehow you were silent. Hmm. I was telling her about Starbucks and the cabal fee. Yeah, what you, I know. Uh, what do you think about it? Do you think they have some additional ingredients in there that kind of get us addicted to this stuff, or you know, it might... I don't, I don't know that for a fact, but I'm telling you, a few months ago, I got a very strong psychic hit that I think there's something in this, and I'm not going to drink it anymore. <laughs> Dang no, it! You know, I mean, there's, there's, you know, there's, you know, with all the GMO stuff that's going on. I'm telling you, I'm still the only person I know of who can taste GMO foods. Yeah, can I you know taste? How he does. Wow. Can you taste? Because I don't know anybody. I'm saying this is horrible. Did you taste that? And I was like, no. Yeah. It tastes chemical and synthetic, and it's some just stuff awful. does. It's horrible. It is horrible. Especially right. like let's say you just want a simple piece of corn. And it does not taste dry. It tastes weird to me. I don't know. It's just awful. So we do have to be more mindful. About my taste buds, but I taste like the synthetic chemical. Like I I know all that GMO stuff is like based off of Roundup, right? All these plants grow their own Roundup pesticide. And I can taste it. I I imagine that's what that stuff tastes like. And it's in the food. And it's disgusting. I can't eat it. I've yet to find another person who could taste it the way I can. If all of us did, none of us would eat it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how he does it. Yeah. I, I think it's great. It, it sucks because it's hard to find food anymore. Well, Man. you've got to just, the well, people that are doing the organic gardening, and uh, I think someplace near San Francisco is going to start uh, planting of the whole, like a whole uh, garden that's like a free mm-hmm. park for people to just go through and eat. And I think that's what we should be doing is planting. And yeah. uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, farmer's markets around, even in L.A., of people growing it. But I know some people have found out that some people are selling stuff they didn't grow themselves. 
you know, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I, I wish that wasn't happening because usually at farmer's markets you can depend on the grower. So some friends I know are sharing a garden patch you know, that they have in the city, and they're, they're, they cultivate that little patch, you know, and they get all their tomatoes and everything else. And I think we've got to get used to doing, like, victory gardens against the chemicals or something. If everybody did it, we'd all have stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, it may come yeah. to that, you know, where we don't have much other choice. <laughs> right, well, but I think that we well, should know how to. We should know how to at least camp. You know, yeah. cook food yeah. over open fire. We'll just start. Yeah. You know, learning how to do the basics. You know, which I do know how to do, and I've always loved doing. I used to have to drag the kids with me. You know what I mean? Because they didn't want to do it. But I thought, you know, you're going to have to live off the land or whatever. But, uh, you know, if you have to do well, something, you just got to learn how to do it. Right. Yeah, it's good to know these things and have these survival skills. But I, I'm not going to encourage anybody to go out and get involved in the whole panic of, oh, I need to No, I don't, I don't believe in that. I believe that there's going to be a transition. And it may be hairy for a brief period, but we're going to quickly transition to, into a whole new system and we're not going to be dis- inconvenienced for too long. That, that's what I believe. And it's it's coming very fast. It's coming very fast. It may be hard to believe, but it's going to happen well, within the next two to three years. Wow. Yeah. Look, there's, there's actually an alliance not only on this planet, but out out there. There's there's a, a secret space program. All that information is coming out these days. Listen to Corey Good. He's a whistleblower who's giving you all the information. And they have decided that they're going to disclose everything and bring all sorts of you know technologies that exist that we haven't been privileged. To, to have in order to keep this whole cabal system going, you know, and the, you know, a internal combustion engine. I mean, God, how old is that? Yet, yet we still run our cars on gasoline. I know it's ridiculous. You don't think that we've developed anything beyond that? Well, we have. And this whole alliance is determined that uh, very soon now they're going to disclose everything. Okay, so um, there's other point, a point I wanted to bring up. I don't know if you guys want to talk about this, but I started thinking recently because I, I, on and off I've been mad at the Catholic Church, and I'm Greek Orthodox, but when I grew up, the Catholic Church was always open, so I ended up going to Catholic Church a lot. And there was some things that I didn't like, and, of course, uh, you know, I had a bunch of mean nuns and stuff like that. But anyway... I started thinking recently that um, taking down the Catholic Church would be a good way to control everybody. The Catholic Church is so big, and you know, people have done such negative things, and things that the Illuminati are known for is like a child abduction, is like these circles of yeah. circles of pedophiles. They're infiltrating everywhere, and they're they're training people to be docile, to uh, to use their trauma against them because you know when people are abused they're detached and so they use that detachment as a way of controlling and actually raising somebody up like you want them i do think if the illuminati is what i think they are i think they're into control like that 
and then the pedophile thing and all that. But I started thinking, yes, there's a direct connection. And I also think that they're doing it intentionally to destroy the Catholic Church or anything that is good about it. Well, you're you're coming to just think about it. Now I'm asking you. I'm just asking. Yeah, I know. But I just the started thinking about the last couple of days. What, what it actually is. Okay, all this stuff is coming out about the Catholic Church because they have been involved in all That's these rituals. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Well, I'm and they're not trying to destroy the, like the Catholic Church. That the, the whole thing is coming down. I mean, we're, we're finding out, you know, uh, you know, child abductions and and. Uh, well, what I was wondering though, Curtis, I was wondering if this is. I was wondering if this is. I know, but I was wondering if this is part of the plot. If there's a plot, it's not the plot. It's, it's not the plot. It's the exposure of the truth. It's the exposure of okay. what's actually going on. The Illuminati is being found out. But don't you think the Illuminati would like to see the the churches fail? They're one and the same. Wow. I know, that's, I know some people are going to find that disturbing. No, but, I just want to know. That's why I'm putting it out there. I mean, look at look at it this way. And this 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 bothered me right from the get go when I was a kid because I was raised Catholic. Yeah. And what bothered me was that it's the Roman Catholic Church. The Roman Catholic Church? Aren't those the guys who nailed Jesus to the cross? How is it the Roman Catholic Church that never sat Uh-oh. well with me? How can that yeah. be? I say, oh no, it was the Jews. No, it was it was you guys. You you guys were the one who nailed him. Well, the Jews couldn't do it, so they How had the they? Romans do it. Well, well, they had a few guys who turned against Jesus and said, "Yeah, we got to get rid of this guy." Would you you know, blame them all for that? No. But they, you know, who they turn him into, and who were the ones that killed him? It was the Romans, and now it's the Roman Catholic Church. They're they're the head of the whole, you know, Jesus movement. What? That never made any sense to me. It really, you know, okay. and then, then okay. the Vatican Bank think... is one of the largest banks in the world. Think about that. Wow. True. That's why I'm putting the question out there now. Do you think that the the elite are Catholics, or do you think that they're Protestant? Well, Catholic. The Jesuits, you know the Jesuits infiltrated the Catholic Church a very long time ago, and given some of the things I've heard, they took it over entirely. Now, the Jesuits is basically another name. They chose that name. They were called something else before that, and this goes all the way back to Egypt. And they're, they've got nothing to do with Christianity. It was a, it was a means by which they could uh, disguise themselves and control people. Yeah. The, the, the Roman Empire never fell. It became a church. Yeah, the, the Illuminati was basically originally, when it was set up, it was set up under the direction of Jesuit priests. And they appointed, as as I mentioned earlier, the five men who were represented the five points of the pentagram. Yes. Okay, so Jesuits are, explain to all of us, Jesuits. Um, what does the Jesuit stand for? Do you remember, Kelly? Jesuits is 
more of a Catholic leaning. No, but the meaning of the name Jesuit, it was Jesus. No, I don't. I, um, I forget, but it, it stands for followers of Jesus, and they turned it into Jesuit. You know, they combined a few words to be great Jesuit. But they, yeah. before that, they were, they were basically a, a cabal out of Egypt that is basically, uh, given what I understand of it, they were a satanic order. Wow. Well, you know, you think I'm not going to, you know, be able to give you all the details, and it doesn't right. matter. I, I want people to get used to the idea of trusting their gut. Yes, exactly. Feel, feel it in your gut. Feel it in your heart. If there's some sense of it that uh, is true, just accept that. Forget the facts, because facts are only agreement. So, so ultimately, it doesn't matter what they're called yeah, or right. what guy belongs to what organization. It really doesn't matter. Are Are you being manipulated? Do you feel that? Well, I think she hit the, she kind of hit the nail on the head with with her question. She she asked, you know, who who are the most powerful of the two? Is it the Jesuits or the Protestants? Yes, there's a lot of that question tells a lot that shows that you have a, a religion that began as Christianity that is divided. Uh, you know, if there's a something out there that's posing a problem first thing you want to do is divide it, right? If you're going to conquer it. Yeah. You look at the Christian exactly. religion, it's it's split in half by Protestants and Catholics to begin with, and then the Protestant side of things is, you can't even name how many uh, denominations yeah. there are of uh, right. the Protestant side. And it, it carries on and on and on, and it's been, it's been fra- splintered, fragmented, whatever you want to call it, by, I think, by definitely the powers that be, whoever they are. Yeah, because yeah. that's divide and conquer. You know, a lot of these people that started this that's aren't it. alive anymore, but they, it was taken over by whoever they appoint, or I don't know if they're going through bloodlines. I know it did for uh, our one of our past presidents, from his, from daddy to baby, and then the other baby. Well, and, and we hear a lot about, you know, Muslims, Muslims, Muslims. Well, they're just, they're not quite as divided, but you've got Shiites, you have Sunnis, you have Kurds. There's been quite a bit of division that's happened in there, and they've been fragmented a bit, not quite to the degree of Christianity, but that's a huge block of of believers. You know, once there's over it 2 is. billion Muslim people on the planet, what better way to kind of get your arms around this, this thing than to divide them? And... It makes sense. You know, you, you have a, 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 a nation. What better way to divide them than through democracy? Exactly. Now you, you have Republicans <laughs> and Democrats. And, you know, if you want to control yeah. the Republicans or if you want to control the opposition, the best thing to do is to lead it, <laughs> to infiltrate it. Exactly. And now lead it. So, yes. Yeah. That was the point that I was making is that there's some kind of underlying uh, way to just have us crumble at the ground because we are different. We look different. We feel different. We worship differently. 
and, and just to use that to make everybody fall, you know. You see, and if, if, well, exactly. And if we bring democracy to a country like Iraq or Libya where there is no Republicans or Democrats, what better way to start controlling it by implementing democracy, splitting that that national group of people right down the middle and, and splitting them in half. Now you can begin to start controlling them. And that's why you, you hear a lot of negative sentiments from the United States media about nationalistic countries, whatever, whoever they are. It could be Koreans or Syrians or Iranians. They're not nearly as divided as we are, and they look at that as a threat. <clears throat> Does that make sense? Well, because, yes, it's true because uh, just the numbers alone in China, and just think about that. If they were all of one mind, which I think the country from the city is quite a bit different in China. I think the country people try to remove themselves as much as they can from what's going on in, for the Chinese. I think that's my feeling about it. Because there's a lot of people are just doing the atheist and worshiping the state, whatever. And But the people out in the country making all the food, I mean, they don't know what the heck everybody's talking about. They're not... I don't think they're of the same mind, but there's so many of the same. There's so many more of them than us. Let's put it that way. Right. Yes, and that's how they're dismantling these things. And you know, China at some point, you know, they they may be brought to their knees too. They're the Western European nations in America have been easy targets. Uh, you know, I don't see that so much from the the Asian countries. Um. They seem to be a little bit more uh, want to kind of dig their heels in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, the way I tell people about the United States, I say I think people outside of our country really uh, misunderstand Americans, the people that are really here, because we all look different. We all say and think different things. We have different uh, religions. We've got different political things. And we bring up our kids different. We have so many differences. We fight each other. We kill each other. But let you come against us, and we're all against you. That's how crazy Americans are. That's what we do. You know what I mean? There's this, there was this feeling that happens when war, let's say the 911 thing. I went right to church, but so did so many other people. We could hardly fit in the church, and there were all young guys going to war. I know it's going to start another topic, but I'm just saying, but I think that we care and love about each other more than people realize and that we ourselves realize until the crap hits the fan and it's all us against you, whoever they are. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, you know, we're we're divided in policy, but we're united yeah. in humanity. Exactly. And really, we, we, we the most important person is you. Okay. Each and every one of us. Follow your heart. Listen to your intuition, and open your mind. You want to change things? It's it's not going to come through. You know. Rioting and, and rallies and, and picketing and this is something where it's going to happen. Okay, that's fighting fire with fire. But by each one mm-hmm. of us becoming enlightened, that's when things change. Exactly. Once it reaches critical mass, and critical mass is, is only something like fourteen percent, 
Once that happens, everything shifts. You know, and it's impossible to resist love. You know, if people came forward in love and less fear, it's uh, it's ir- almost irresistible. Yes, well, it it it, it always is. You know, it always uh, is. It's, it's, a baby gets it gets held by its, its loving mother and it stops crying. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of the first things we learn. And it's 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 through love, you know, and and it's not just you know some some airy fairy notion of like you know hearts and flowers and rainbows love is 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 a powerful energy the most powerful energy there is and it will power anything and, and it will uh heal anything you you can love the most oddest things i mean hell you you can be a serial killer and love killing you know <laughs> i mean it will yeah, power anything you know so so Get over this idea that it's 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 you know puppy dogs and and you know mm-hmm. <laughs> big hearts and things like that. No, this is the most powerful energy and it exists in abundance within you and around you and and all over the planet. Tap into that, use it. You know, I I, I use it to make music when I when I sing. It's, it's what fuels everything that comes out of me. And we we make some pretty aggressive music. There's yeah, power can, in love. That dude can sing, yeah, yeah. Well, now we're yeah, well, like that, at the last ten they, minutes of the show. Could you guys tell us what your what your uh, what the last things you want to say about this, and then go on to tell us where you're going to be playing and tell us about your music and what's going on. Well, we just re- released a new single called "The Juice of Power," and it's about this very subject. Okay, that 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 power is within you, and it will fuel anything, anything. But you know, use it in a way that that's going to benefit your life and, and those around you, and it will grow even stronger. It'll become even more powerful. If you use it to manipulate, well, guess what? There's there's karma to there's hell to pay for that. <laughs> yeah, so, but you, you you could do it, and it's being done all the time. You know, people go out and, and commit all sorts of heinous acts, but they they usually get shut down. And in fact, we're we're living in a time period right now where karma is almost instant. Oh, that's true. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, that's, that's a whole other show we could talk about. But well, so we'll you know, our, our, time. yeah, so our new our new song is called "The Juice of Power," and. Uh, I did a little a little video for it, you know. It was kind of a, a setup for the song, where I do this this speech. I think you I think you heard it, didn't you? Yeah, I heard it. I loved it. Yeah, in there Kelly? I say, you know, you were the lion, you have the juice, and you are the most yeah. powerful person who has ever lived, because you are. You have to realize that you are the most powerful person who has ever lived. That's, that's each and well, every I one. I believe of us. it when you're saying it and singing it. Well, if if it's if it's getting through, it's because it speaks to you on a level in which you know it's true. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying true. to convince you of anything. If you feel it, no. then guess what? It's true. You've got this energy. Look, we we co-create our our entire reality. That's another thing Illuminati does want you to know. We create what it exists, and if enough of us get together and decide, yeah, like I said, it's all in agreement. 
we all agree that we're going to live a certain way, and guess what? Things happen. Every decade, things change. And not all of those things are put upon us, you know, uh, by some, some corporation trying to get you to buy something. We tend to go along with these things, and things shift, and this is in fashion, and now that's in fashion. Not all of them work. They try and put things over on the public all the time. Some of them work, some of them don't. That's because guess what? We've agreed to it. Yeah, that's just You've got that energy. You've got that power. You've got the ability to create your reality. And so anyway, that's that's what our new song is about. I love it. So you guys playing anywhere? Uh, We're going to be playing uh, at uh, Rocklahoma in uh, Memorial Weekend. That's uh, yeah, it's a little ways away, but yeah, that's one of the biggest rock festivals in the country. Are we so officially announcing that? that. Are, are we now officially announcing? Well, yeah, that? I, I I didn't want to make an official announcement just yet because we, the promotion for the the concert hasn't gone out yet. But We're excited though. We're doing it. We are playing it. Now you know. <laughs> we're playing Rock, Oklahoma, and we're really excited. And uh, we have several other new songs that uh, we've got together and written and uh, we're, we're going to be back in the studio shortly and uh, turn out another one and it's uh, it's all excellent <laughs> yeah, it, sounds, it just sounds so exciting too that uh, you know music is a very powerful media and uh, I have you know mm-hmm. I feel like that I've had theme songs for my whole life I've always had a song going or something going so it's yeah. a powerful media, and uh, to be part of that is just uh, exhilarating, really. Yeah, well, you know, there's a reason that music is so powerful and it's so important to so many people, because it speaks to all of us. There's, there's no language barrier. It doesn't even matter if the lyrics are sung in English or, you know, uh, French or whatever. It doesn't matter. If you, it speaks to you, it's it's the purest form of energy that uh, conveys emotion and excitement, all, all sorts of things, like nothing else. Nothing, nothing else speaks to you like music. But I, I know that that show is scheduled for the end of May in Oklahoma, but we're, we're definitely going to be doing some warm-up gigs prior to that. We're lining those up now. I don't know when exactly they're going to be happening. We have somebody on that now, and we should know something here soon as to when we're going to be migrating to another stage. Yeah, so you know, find us on find us on Facebook. Just type in Snoo, you'll find us, or you can go to our website, snooyou dot com, and uh, send us some messages. We'd love to hear from uh, your listeners. And Charlene, that's so awesome you invited us here tonight. Thank you. Well, you're very welcome. You know, it's been amazing having you guys as my guests, and that I have a, this longtime friend and my new friend and. Um, you know, I've learned a lot tonight and I'm processing it. You know, it's a, it's quite a lot to learn. And I really appreciate that people can talk about this and, uh, that we can all discuss our experiences. This is so important because people really aren't talking anymore to each other. You know, we're actually facing the, like you were saying, the phone and the screen, you know, and we do have to talk to each other more. Yeah. Yeah. So we have to get out there talking. And that's part of <laughs> that's the breaking right. up of a society. You break them up. It really is. With Republican, Democrat, and all these other factions, and then you get them on their cell phones, and nobody's nobody's talking about anything. And it's it's that's 
Not good. Yeah, except there are more people talking about it than than most of us realize. Miraculous. Right? I mean, Kelly, yeah. you you were talking that that you ran into some people, you know, uh, what uh, like a liquor store or something. And yeah, then, yeah, just a yeah place where you know I pick up uh, tobacco products and uh, yeah they kids young kids uh, knew knew some amazing things that I couldn't believe you know they were right on track. I don't know how the conversation started, but it was just you know very inspiring to to see that it's not just you know the older generation but there's kids that are into this too and there's just a lot I of love stuff it. going on yeah there's so I, many I love it because they don't have the blocks that we do you know what i mean because they they seem to be naturally open and uh i love what they're talking about and they've grown up you know, on computers I know they have. They don't have no fear of it. They have no fear of electronics, and uh, they're just. I know. I've watched a baby. One, I was in my office. It's nice. People bring their kids, and then uh, this baby walked over. She, the baby, just learned how to walk. It was only twelve months old, and the baby walked over to my printer, hit a button, and printed out something and handed it to me. (laughs) I was like, "What the hell?" (laughs) And I said, "I've never used that button, so I didn't know what it was, but it was a test button." And it printed out a test sheet that I didn't know existed. Your, your radio station, your radio station now has a new IT director. Yes. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. And this was a baby, already knew and yeah. didn't, it wasn't bothered a bit. Me, awesome. I know that we've had to overcome many of us a lot of phobia about it, sure. and uh, that's why I tell the people like I talk to people just coming out of prison after God, sometimes 20 years, 27 years. I'm say okay, it's just a learning curve, and what I mean by that is you just do it. You can't think you have to know how to do it. You just start doing it. Yeah. Because you have to get past that block that you have to have a direction to learn how to do it. It doesn't work like that. You have to get on there and get in the learning curve and learn how to do it, like by yeah. practicing. Yeah. You know, and kids aren't afraid of it. I know. Just do it. Try it. Now you know how to do it. Then you can put it away. You have to do it again. Yeah. But I will. You should come by, come so by one of our rehearsals, and you'll hear all the noise. I will. Make. We're not afraid. Yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm just curious in your Invite me over I sometime. Know. Oh, gosh. We're down to our last minute, guys. I just want to thank you all so right. much. And oh, you're the best you. in the world. Yep. And I uh, love you. That's and that's I'm amazing. Uh, let's talk soon. Okay. Take care of yourselves. Yeah, thank thanks, you, Thank you, I Kelly. Love you. Thanks again. Love you. love you. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you. Nice meeting you. Okay, bye-bye. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye bye, you guys. Bye. Well, you know, I'm so so lucky. I'm one girl, and there was two handsome men on my radio station. <laughs> anyway, I want to thank Curtis and Kelly for being my splendid guests. The uh, two smart, handsome, and really artistic friends of mine, and uh, I love them very much. And please come back again, you guys. And I really appreciate everything that you've told us tonight, and I've learned a lot. So come back next week. We'll have another guest, and I'm going to do my little. Reading, you know, the unknown, the the unknown and the unseen, and that's what we talk about, and uh, we share it with each other. And don't be afraid, just uh, just think, learn, paint, do music, and write a book. And that's what that's what I, my feeling is tonight. Just be yourself, and uh, love you guys for that. And then then I have a little thing that is uh, what what um, what we were talking about. It's by Carl Jung. It says, "Where love rules, there is no will to power." And where power predominates, their love is lacking. The one is a shadow of others. So be be sure to love. 
So God bless everybody. May your best dreams come true and true love live in your heart. God bless you all and have a wonderful week ahead. Bye-bye.